Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski outside right now looking pretty nice. Cloudy skies. 65 degrees, cool, comfortable start in Buffalo. The Bills are getting ready to take off for L.A. They kick off their season against the Rams tomorrow night. Here's head coach. Sean McDermott. Yeah, this is a good football team, you know, obviously, and doesn't take a, a head NFL coach to say that or to, to know that. And they're the defending champs. I think they're well coached. They've got a great roster and, and uh, it'll be two competitive, good teams going at it out there in the first game of the season. And, and so I'm sure we'll, we'll learn a lot from it. And, you know, and I'm sure they're, they're probably thinking of us in a similar way. So uh, I think it's a, it's a game that'll be fun to watch on television and, and uh, fun to be a part of. All right, fun to watch. Uh, everyone can't wait for that game, especially if you're making the trip or already live out in L.A. Bills fans there getting ready for a big midweek party. WBEN's Brayton Wilson speaking with some of the California Bills backers who are trying to bring everyone together before the game. Thursday marks the opening game of the 2022 NFL regular season as the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams get set to host the visiting Buffalo Bills at SoFi Stadium. With the Bills heading to Southern California to kick off the upcoming season, many Bills fans took this opportunity as a chance to flood the Los Angeles area to cheer on their favorite team with Super Bowl ambitions as high as they've been since the 1990s. Looking forward to hosting all the Bills fans, especially from Buffalo, but all around the nation coming in for this game. It seems to be certainly one of, if not the game of the season for away fans to come to. And we are very much looking forward to hosting everybody out in the likely hot sunshine of Southern California. That's Eric Holmberg, president of the Los Angeles Bills backers and originally from Tonawanda. The Bills backers led by Holmberg are based out of Busby Sports Bar and Grill, which is located on Santa Monica Boulevard on the west side of Los Angeles. However, there are a number of other Bills backers in Southern California, including those in South Bay, Orange County, Pasadena, West Hollywood, and San Diego. All of those Bills backers in the Los Angeles area will get the chance to host a couple of events over the coming days, including a large party on Wednesday night at Hermosa Pier. Wednesday is the official welcome party for the Los Angeles Bills backers, South Bay LA Bills backers, Orange County Bills backers, and San Diego Bills backers all at Hermosa Pier, which is at Baja Sharkies and Tower 12. It starts at 2 and goes all night until it closes and they're going to have live music live bands djs different events basically on the hour and then they're going to also have specials with labat and labat light more from holmberg on what's to come for bills fans in the coming days in los angeles is available for you online brayton wilson wben.com news brayton thanks we want to know what's your plan for the game tomorrow night with the bills and the rams watching at home watching at a party or a bar you're going 
or you won't be able to watch. It's our Raylax Honda web poll this morning at WBEN.com. And at the moment, the biggest block of voters, 52%, say they'll be watching at home. You can check in with us on the right side of the page at WBEN.com. Late night starts. Tough to... Uh, late night, weeknight, yeah. first week of school, a lot going into this. Getting out there for that night might be a little tough when you think about when the game might end. Anyways, uh, excited for what's going to happen tomorrow night. WBEN Newstime 505. Down in Uvalde, Texas, yesterday, very tense first day of school. Children were not returning to the Robb Elementary School building but many were still on edge. Students at Uvalde returning to class yesterday for the first time since the shooting. Gemma Lopez was determined to start fifth grade. I know it's not going to happen again. Felix and Kimberly Rubio lost their 10-year-old daughter Lexi, but chose to send their older kids back to Uvalde schools. I think they really needed the routine. None of the schools are safe to me. Officers on hand, along with new fencing and comfort dogs for the kids. That's Andrew Dimbert reporting from Texas. One week since new gun laws went into effect across New York State, gun retailers are still assessing what the impact will be. WBEN's Tom Puckett is taking a look. The state's new gun laws mean stores like Caliber Arms and Ammo are unable to sell any type of semi-automatic gun. Well, until they come out with how you get a license to purchase semi-automatic rifles, they can't sell any semi-automatic rifles other than to law enforcement. Ruxford Vosburg says for other firearms, ID and background checks are still needed. Dean Adamski of DD's Ranch is concerned about the changes. This is my livelihood. This is my kids' livelihood. Um, it's uh, it, it's going to be detrimental to our future, absolutely. Adamski says he cannot even sell semi-automatic firearms to police officers. He believes the state is punishing law-abiding citizens. Find out why online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. The search continues for one of two suspects in Sunday's stabbing spree that left at least 11 people dead in Saskatchewan, Canada. Canadian authorities say 30-year-old suspect Miles Sanderson may be injured seeking medical attention while still on the run. He's believed to still be in the capital of Regina there and is considered armed and dangerous. Canadian Minister of Public Safety Marco Mendicino told reporters Tuesday night he's concerned about what occurred in Saskatchewan and the parole board's decision that allowed Sanderson to roam free. This particular case, obviously there was a, um, you know, led to uh, an indescribably difficult tragedy and there will be a time for review and transparency about that. But in the meantime, our support has to be primarily for the families. I told you yesterday one of the people involved in the stabbing spree had died, the other still on the loose. More Americans sought mental health treatment during COVID. The pandemic exacerbated mental health issues nationwide, but a new CDC study finds more adults sought treatment. In 2021, nearly one in four adults between 18 and 44 years old were treated for mental health. That's an increase of nearly 5% from 2019. Women were more likely than men to receive mental health treatment in that same age group, but researchers noted both sexes were more likely to seek treatment in 2021 compared to 2019. Lionel Moyes, ABC News. In Buffalo, a departure from Mayor Byron Brown's administration, City Hall, Mike Finn, resigning as Public Works Commissioner, has accepted the post of Executive Director of the Greater Buffalo Niagara Regional Transportation Council for Erie and Niagara Counties. The group tasked with planning the future of the region's transportation infrastructure 
City officials in the process of finding a new commissioner of public works. That's one of the largest departments in the city. Officials in California are asking residents to cool it on the thermostat. Governor Gavin Newsom yesterday warning the state's electric grid is at risk of an overload. Current capacity for California's grid is more than 57,000 megawatts. They were well over 50,000. The forecasted peak is anticipated to come down just a bit today, but it's still one of those situations where if everybody turned up their AC to 78 and just took it down in the peak hours from 4 to 9 p.m., that would have huge implications on saving themselves from future brownouts or blackouts. That's Good Morning America meteorologist Ginger Z. Yesterday was the seventh consecutive day that operators of California's power grid were calling for a statewide voluntary conservation of electricity. Wow. Well, one of the biggest singers, pop performers in the world coming off the road again for health reasons. Justin Bieber's world tour once again on pause due to his health. The singer took to Instagram to let fans know that recently restarting his tour is really taking a toll on him. And after last weekend's performance in Brazil, he got off stage and was overtaken by exhaustion. Earlier this year, Bieber revealed he was battling Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, which had paralyzed part of his face. He says he's going to be okay, but needs time to rest and get better. Sad to hear. Justin Bieber, he'll be back on the road, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure, hopefully. Um, Coming around again. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. We're looking at mostly cloudy skies, some drizzle and fog today with temperatures near 70 degrees. Mostly cloudy tonight with lows near 60 on Thursday, we start with clouds and with sunshine. Highs in the upper 70s, mostly sunny, low 80s on Friday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Kowski. Our legal expert, attorney Paul Cambria, is joining us live on WBEN this morning. We're talking about the new gun law changes that took effect last week in New York State. And then there's this, too. And I want to start with this, Paul. Uh, the Attorney General of New York and the Attorney General of California are now asking major credit card companies to begin tracking gun sales on their cards so that they can report suspicious purchases to law enforcement. Does this uh, stand muster? Does this, is this something that is legal? The credit card companies, you know, basically they're a private organization. They already do tracking uh, by what they call a merchant category code. It's just a four-digit code. And so they already do tracking now for things like money laundering and terrorism. And they would look for, you know, large transactions. Uh, And the idea here is that if they could, uh, the attorneys general in California and New York, if they could uh, get the credit card companies to create a separate category for gun sales, ammunition, body armor, things like that, um, and then look for large transactions or multiple transactions. Uh, That's basically what they're trying to do. And, um, uh, you know, it's up to the credit card companies. They're private companies. They could do it. It isn't like it's the government at this point as far as the companies are concerned. The government's asking them to do it. Uh, and like I say, they already do it for other things. So um, I, I don't see much block there, if you will, if these companies decide to do it. 
They're, you know, you mentioned they're already doing it. The, the categorized purchases, groceries, gas, you see it on your statement. You know, where did I spend my money? And it'll break down. All right, groceries, gas, retail, you know, things like that. And right. you can open up another thing for gun. The idea here of sharing that information with the government, is that without precedent? Has that been done before? And what purpose necessarily would that serve if, you know, theoretically, they would have already known about these purchases if they are to be registered in New York State or California? Well, right now, I mean, I know what you're saying. If you you buy a gun, there should be a record of it and so on. There's no doubt about it. Um, and it depends where they make the purchase. Um, they could, uh, you know, theoretically purchase these things in a country other than the U S and use a credit card. Um, but again, um, there is precedent. Uh, it's done, like I say, for money laundering, it's done for terrorism. Uh, and those are the kinds of things that they, they look for here. They're going to try to look at, you know, large quantities of purchases of guns or ammo and, and, and things like that. But uh, I don't see any, any block to it if the if the credit card companies want to do it. You know, something else on the gun law changes that went into effect, you know, last week, they're looking at social media accounts, right? Going back, I believe, three years. But isn't that subjective as to whoever is reviewing those accounts? Well, I guess the thing that, um, you know, what what they're talking about is looking at social media accounts to see people who have gun permits or are trying to get gun permits to list all of their social media accounts in an application form, if you will. And again, okay, well, let's assume that's that you have to do that. Well, what is the, what is the state going to do with that information and how are they going to make a decision? Um, and are there standards? In other words, uh, okay, well, you belong to, you know, Twitter, TikTok, um, uh, Facebook, uh, so what? Um, what, what standards are going to be used by the gun issuing, uh, or the license issuing entity on those, on those, uh, categories? In other words, if you belong to Facebook, does that mean you're out? Uh, and what are the standards? The other thing is, is that a, a violation of your First Amendment right to freedom of association? And so is the Second Amendment right to a gun going to collide with the First Amendment right of freedom of association? Uh, and again, uh, how are they going to use your social media accounts against you? What, uh, you know, what criteria are they going to use? Paul, we thank you for the time this morning. Appreciate it as always. Paul Cambria, attorney, our expert legal analyst. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.